Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughters' lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. And as always, I love introducing you to other dads. I, it's a great opportunity for me to be able to kind of walk in this journey with you to be able to help you to be the best dads that you can be. And to be honest, all of us need other dads in our back corner to be able to better understand the journey that we're, on, we're all on. And as we listen to other fathers' journeys, we're able to better define the journey that we're on as well. So I am really excited to have two great dads with us tonight, or two great, two great dads with us today, Ryan Milligan and Justin Castaneda. They, we, they both are with us. We're going to be talking about a book that they collaborated on that is available out to now, but we're also going to be talking about fatherhood, and we always jump right into that. But first and foremost, Ryan, Justin, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having us. It is my pleasure having you both here. I always start the interviews with an opportunity to turn the clock back in time to talk about being a dad. And for some of you on the call, it's a little bit less time to have to turn back the clock, Justin. But <laughs> Ryan, you know, you've got a little bit more to turn back. So uh, seeing that, seeing that, Ryan, you've got a little more time. I'm going to have you turn the clock back in time. So I want you to think back to that first moment, that first moment that you found out that you're going to be a dad to a daughter, what was going through your head? Pretty much all the things that I had been told by other fathers of daughters and, and trying to not freak out about it. Definitely hear dads talk about daughters in a very different light uh, than those who have had the privilege of raising sons. I wasn't nervous going in. I, I tried to set expectations, uh, understanding that you know the dynamic between even me and my daughter, you know, when our oldest was born, was going to be different than the dynamic between my wife and our daughter. Again, I, I didn't set expectations just because I was trying to be realistic with myself. I, I didn't know what to expect, and I didn't want to set myself up for any sort of disappointment um, by maybe being unrealistic about the situation. But, I mean, my wife and I, were we were both in agreement. When we figured out we were going to be parents. I, I mean, we both had the same mindset. It didn't matter if it was going to be a, a boy or a girl. As long as they were happy and healthy, we would be thrilled. What about you, Justin? I know he, this is a, a shorter time to have to turn the clock back in time. So tell us about your experience. So my daughter just turned four months uh, on the 3rd of November. And um the experience, uh, it's, it was a little different than I think Ryan's in a way because uh, it kind of was a different journey for us to get to this point. You know, there was some complications beforehand with prior pregnancies and things like that, not to give uh, too much information away. But so when I found out that she was pregnant and honestly, we had sort of gone through this before. So we were a little bit more on the cautious side because... We, you know, we had some not so great experiences and I think we were just very um, optimistic and, and, and hopeful. And honestly, being uh, in quarantine and sort of living through this pandemic was kind of good for us in a way because we were pretty much shut-ins and we could sort of 
enjoy this time together. That was kind of the main thing. And yeah, it was it was very surreal still that she came out and she's healthy and full of life. So, you know, I, <laughs> I couldn't turn back the clock too much. But again, it was like a long and kind of difficult journey to get there. Probably about like two or three years of ups and downs. But yeah, we're here now and, you know, we're a happy family and, and things are going well. Well, congratulations to you and your wife. And I have talked to other dads who have gone through that same journey of ups and downs and, yeah. you know, heart, heartache, loss, and but then joy as well. And And congratulations to both of you. Thank you. Now, one of the things that I heard you say, Ryan, was that, um, you know, as a father, I think, and you didn't say these exact words, but I think that as a father, we we all go through our own journeys and you hear things from dads with sons and then you hear things from other fathers that have daughters. And while you have to better define the journey for yourself as you go through it, you're also learning from other fathers as well. And there's things that go through your head, I know, because I've got two daughters myself and and there's those concerns that you have. And as you look at your daughters as they're getting older and you think to yourself, okay, you know, what, you know, what, what am I going to do to be able to best be able to raise my daughters in society today? I know for me, there were, there was fear that went through my head and being able to say, can I do this? And can I do this well? Can I help my daughters to be able to be that strong, independent woman that I talked about at the very beginning? So there were fears in my own head. Now, now I guess for both of you, what would you say is the biggest fear that you have in raising a daughter in today's society? Well, I mean, for me, it's making sure that they understand throughout their life that they are valued members of our family, but also to society. I mean, my my wife and I, um, we do everything in their power, especially at a young age, because I think that's when, you know, your thoughts and your opinions and kind of your view of the world starts to come into shape, especially, you know, our oldest daughter, she's six years old, and that's still a young age, but, you know, especially she's started school and she's starting to interact with her peers, you know, much more of a social environment. And looking back on, you know, my childhood, it, you know, it's at that age where you start to get a sense for what's actually out there. You know, life isn't just, you know, a fantasy anymore. You start to see things and hear things, especially, you know, from other adults as well. And you realize, okay, this is how things actually are. And we just want to make sure that nothing happens that will discourage them because you know based on some of my own experiences too as a child you tend to remember some of those negatives they do tend to stick with you um regardless of you know who it came from if it was you know a, a family member or a sibling or a friend or you know someone who you didn't necessarily know um so there, there's a level of, I guess, fear or nervousness that, you know, something will be said at some point that could possibly weigh down on them when there was no reason for that to happen. And if, you know, you allow it to ruminate and follow you, you know, throughout your childhood into adulthood, um, that could have an effect on you and one that, you know, I as a parent don't want to see happen. 
you know, there is also a fear in knowing that there's only so much that I can do to prevent something like that from happening because I'm not with them in school and I'm not with them in many of the social situations that they're in. So it's it's a bit unnerving, um, you know, but all my wife and I can do is, you know, raise them in a loving household and, you know, instill a sense of security in them where if they are uncomfortable or upset about something that, you know, they would entrust us in, in listening and reassuring them that, you know, it has nothing to do with them as a person um, and to still empower them to pursue the kind of lives that, you know, they ultimately want to live. What about you, Justin? Wow, that was such an elegant answer from Ryan. I don't think, <laughs> I don't know if I have something as good as that. I'll preface it with saying, so there's, uh, <laughs> my favorite movie is Back to the Future. And at the end of that movie, when Doc comes back from the future and, and tells Marty that something's happened to his kids, and he says, well, what happens to what happened to my kids? Did they become a-holes or something? That is sort of my my gen, my borderline of like, okay, that's as long as my daughter doesn't grow up to be, you know, that, then um, I think I'll have done a good job. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, yes. I, I think that all of us say that. And, you know, there, there's things that throughout my own daughter's lives, you yeah. know, I, I think to myself about – the people that come to me and tell me stories about things that my kids do that my kids just don't tell me that they're mm-hmm. doing. Right. And sometimes I feel the most proud when other people come to me and say, your daughter did this mm-hmm. and this is how it impacted my child or impacted right. me. Right. And, and it's not because they were looking for adoration or for any accolades or anything. It was just that it's who they are. And to me then that says that my wife and I have done something right, that we've instilled things in them along the way that has allowed for them to be on the right path. And that's all that I think any parent could ask for, any father could ask for, any mother could ask for, is that you set the path for them and you are hoping that their children stay on the path. Yeah. And like, you know, that was kind of like a jokey answer. But in in reality, like, when you think about that statement, or, you know, what Marty says to Doc, it really is just like, you know, as long as you raise the kid in kindness, and, and you know, make sure that they're kind to others and, and respectful to their elders and everything like that, then that's sort of like my goal in life is just to make sure that, you know, they know that uh, kindness begets kindness. And um, like that's one of the most important things for me. But yes, I every time Marty says that to Doc, I think about my daughter, and I'm like, okay, as long as I'm not raising her in a bad way, in that sense, I'll be okay. Now I mentioned at the very beginning that the two of you partnered together to write a brand new book called My Very Punny Dad. And Ryan, you are the author. Justin, you're the illustrator. And I know for Justin, this isn't your first book, but Ryan, this is your first book. So I guess first and foremost, for people that don't know about the book, Ryan, tell me about the book and how you decided that you wanted to write it. But then, Justin, tell me about the story about how the two of you got connected. So why don't we start with you, Ryan, and then we'll go to Justin. Yeah. So my very punny dad, uh, you're right. This was my first attempt at uh, writing a children's book. It definitely stretched me outside of my comfort zone. Usually when I'm writing, it's technical documentation for 
for software, but my wife and I, we, we've always made it a point ever since our oldest daughter was born to read to our kids almost every night without exception. It's a great bonding moment for us. They love it. I think we get as much joy out of it as, as they do. And I remember very early on you know, in my journey as a father, I remember telling my wife, you know, I think it would be really cool at some point if I can take a crack at this, come out with something of my own, even if it was informal, just so I could say, I made this and I had the opportunity to read it to my kids. You know, it, I, I thought that would be something special to share. I finished graduate school at the end of 2020, and by that point, our oldest daughter had just turned five. And I was thinking to myself, if I don't do this now, it's probably never going to get done. And at that point, it pretty much cemented itself as a bucket list item, and I don't have a long bucket list. It's something that I wanted to do. So I spent the first couple of months of 2021 uh, just writing up a rough draft of the text, reviewed it with my wife, read it over, and then I think it was late spring, early summer where I got in touch with Justin. And you know, I said, hey, I, I've put together a manuscript for a children's book. I know Justin personally. We've known each other for years. My wife has actually known Justin and his wife longer than I have. Uh, we went, Justin and I went to an all-boy high school and our wives went to school together at the sister school. And you know, I, I knew he was a very talented artist. I knew he had done some of his own stuff. And I said, hey, do you have any availability to work on this project with me. And he graciously accepted, even though he had his uh, first child on the way. And uh, we collaborated over the summer. He did. He went through his creative process of coming up with the illustrations. And yeah, the, uh, the book came out at the, the end of October. Yeah. So, I mean, Ryan sort of answered it in a way that we, we've known each other Oh, close to 10 years now. And yeah, we kind of all went to high school together, even though um, I was, I think, a a bit older than Ryan and his wife, but we were, we were, um, Kira and I um, were in band and that's where I also, I met my wife. So we've known each other a long time, but yeah, Ryan came to me with a project and I know his sense of humor and he told me what it was. He pitched it to me and, you know, normally I don't say yes to friends, you know, especially when they say, Hey, I got an idea for a book that you, that's usually a kind of like a red flag for me because I'm like, oh, I tend to work on my own things. But Ryan came to me at right around, he kind of hit me at the right spot with this thing because I was about to become a father and he pitched me a daddy daughter book. And I was like, oh man, how could I not do this? And I read it and it was really funny and I felt like I had a take on it in terms of the illustrations. And so we got together and he was very gracious with time because I know he had a specific window for when he wanted this released, but he was also very generous of like, look, I know you're about to be a dad. And, you know, and then once we were in it, I was like telling him like, okay, this is when I can do stuff. And he was like, you know, take your time. And which was good because it allowed me to play with the characters and, and the concepts a bit more. And once we got rolling, it kind of just came together. <laughs> and it's very surprising that it got done because I was like, you know, I'm, I'm staring at my daughter and I'm like, I was working on a book while I was trying to put you to bed. So, um, yeah, it was a very uh, kismet kind of project where uh, it, it hit at the right time and at the right moment. And it, I was in a place of 
sort of really feeling this new title of being a dad. And one of the things that I promised myself was that I I wasn't going to stop in terms of being creative. Because I know once you become a parent, and especially those first couple months, it's a lot of time. And sometimes you don't get that time back for yourself. So I made a promise to myself that I would still try to maintain a sense of creativity. And yeah, Ryan came to me with this project and I said, this is perfect. So his book helped me, you know, stay creative, which is something I always strive for, especially when it comes to my career and stuff. So that's how it came together. Now, I know that dads sometimes get the uh, the bad rap when it comes to dad jokes, puns, and more. And I mean, with the name of this book, my guess is, and I have not read this book yet, so I can't say this. But so, Ryan, tell me a little bit more about the book because I'm guessing with the wordplay in the in the title itself, we're probably going to see some 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 things that that uh, may bring some humor into the play into play here. Yeah, you're you're definitely right to assume that. No, I, I've always been a fan of that type of humor. So My Very Punny Dad, it's a short story. It takes you on a journey throughout the course of a day through the eyes of a young girl whose dad has an infatuation for the puns and the wordplay. And, and anyone who knows me personally, once we kind of revealed the book when it came out, uh, no one was surprised with the subject matter, um, having known me. Like I said, it, it's just... I've always gotten a kick out of that type of humor. I, I, I feel that it's wholesome. I feel that puns and, and dad jokes can be a very innocent form of humor that plays well to both parents and kids. Um, I, my love of puns goes way back, actually, to when I was a kid. My favorite book growing up uh, was Amelia Bedelia. For those unfamiliar with the story, it's about a maid named Amelia Bedelia who's hired by a couple uh, to carry out a list of chores while they're gone for the day. And they leave her with a list, and she goes on to basically misinterpret everything. And I I vividly remember my favorite being when they asked her to draw the blinds. And you think, oh, that, that means draw the blinds, close the blinds so the sunlight doesn't come in and fade the furniture. And she instead takes out an easel and draws a picture of the blinds. And then they come home later in the day and they're baffled by everything she did. Um, And so the book is littered with puns. And I I just remember laughing hysterically at that when I was young, thinking, like, this is so clever. I I love this form of humor. And so I, I think that's what inspired me, even up until now, to kind of use that form of, of humor as part of the book. I look back on it and I think that there's also a couple of lessons in there in terms of the relationship between a parent and a child, you know, in this specific case between a father and a daughter in terms of listening to each other, reading each other's emotions, a mutual sense of respect. But in the end, it's really meant to be a fun, lighthearted read, which you know, I, I think, especially through Justin's illustrations, I, I think he did a fantastic job, you know, because, and again, that's why I went to him, just because of his style, which I was familiar with. I think it matched the tone of the book very well. It comes across as very playful. The illustrations and the facial expressions, it's just so lively and vibrant and cartoonish, which is really what I was looking for. And I remember he sent me some, you know, rough sketches and I'm thinking to myself, like, he's just nailing this. Like, he didn't even have to ask me for clarification on what I wanted. He just, he, he knew what to do. And I remember seeing those early sketches and just smiling ear to ear and I would show my wife and she's like, yeah, he... 
he gets it what we're what we're going for here. So um, I, I think it worked out very. I think it you know came together great. I hope it tells a good story and you know is is good for some laughs. And I will say, Ryan did give me free range in terms of interpreting the story. And he even said, like, you don't have to make the characters look like me or my family. But in my eye, because I've known them so long, and like, I get his humor, and I understand where he's coming from in terms of the type of humor and story he's trying to tell, I actually thought it would be a bit of a disservice if I didn't make the dad and the daughter look like Ryan's family. <laughs> and uh, as soon as we released the cover, I think there was like a comment or something that someone was like, oh my God, it even looks like you. <laughs> so the story is truly Ryan's. Like he has a way of playing with words that they either make your, your eyes roll or they make you giggle or they make you chuckle. And so my job as the illustrator was to bring a sense of wonder and fascination to the idea of the wordplay. So not only are you reading it, you're actually seeing it. And yeah, the facial expressions and everything were were key to really nailing the puns and the jokes and getting that feeling across the characters, especially the daughter. And yeah, I, I, I felt like if I didn't draw it as if I were drawing Ryan and his family, it it wouldn't have worked. And so I'm glad that he gave me the opportunity to play around with it. But like, I really felt that the punny dad, I mean, he is the punny dad. So I should definitely gear it towards that and make it as lively as possible and just fun. And I think we did that. So I would be remiss not to ask this of you, Ryan, seeing that not only the illustrations look like you, but your daughters know your humor at this point, too, in their lives. So in creating this book and now sharing this book with both of their daughters, now that it is out, what has been their reaction? We got a uh, a draft copy mailed to us eh, just because we had to go through all the, the proofreading and made sure that the layout looked good when you were holding a, a physical copy. And I remember my wife was so excited when it came in the mail, and she's like, you, you have to read this to them tonight for bedtime. So I did. I read them the book, and I mean, I will always remember that moment, because like I said, this was a personal goal of mine. It was something that I wanted to share with our kids. And they reacted exactly as I hoped they would, meaning our oldest daughter who's six, understood the jokes. I think she's starting to catch on to that type of humor, so she would laugh. And our younger daughter, who's four, who's starting to kind of get a sense for that type of humor, but not quite yet, would mimic our six-year-old daughter and just throw her head back and laugh hysterically. Very exaggerated, Um, but that's exactly what I was hoping for. And, you know, to top it off, they asked me to read it to them again the following night. So, I mean, my, my heart was f- full at that point. I'm like, this is what I wanted. I'm good. <laughs> you know, if, if we sell, you know, other people want copies, that's fantastic. But that's what I wanted. Um, you know, I, I think I told Justin <laughs> as well that night. I'm like, we did it, man. Like, we put out something that, you know, my, my kids enjoyed. And I think that's what it was really all about. Um, It's funny because I don't want to say that I've rubbed off too much on them in terms of that type of humor, but they're definitely starting to get it. Our six-year-old especially, just a quick anecdote, we went up to Milwaukee this past summer, and 
because my, I have a sister who lives up in Milwaukee and we met up with her. We went to the Milwaukee Zoo and we went to the area where they had the aquatic animals and we went to the otter exhibit. And it was kind of a wraparound display and where we were standing, we didn't see any otters. And it was at that point where our daughter decides to say, well, maybe they're on the otter side. And it took me like a minute to process what had just <laughs> happened. And, and meanwhile, other people around us are laughing because they get the joke. And I'm like, and I just remember thinking, I'm like, you know what? Good for you. I'm like, I'm clearly doing my job here. There's a proud dad, proud dad joke moment from a daughter. So it's, again, it's such a playful, innocent form of humor. And, you know, to hear not just her, but now other people, you know, who who have read the book, you know, tell me their own stories, I, I think is really awesome. So Ryan, you've got one book down, Justin, this is adding to your collection. What's next for both of you? I've done a series of children's books uh, about my childhood called When I Was Little. And then I also wrote a children's book about acceptance, and it's called Heart. And I've taken those characters from Heart, and I've put them for in other projects. And I actually, while I was working on Ryan's book, I was running a crowdfunding campaign for a, a children's board book called Two Hearts, a lovely counting book. And it's the characters from Heart. Basically, the general idea of the book is that two hearts sort of learn the joys of counting uh, through love and friendship. And so it's just like a, a really cute counting book that I was you know, trying to raise money for while while I was working on Ryan's book. And um, that will actually be coming out at the end of December and maybe at the start of the new year. So that was, you know, Ryan was talking about a bucket list item. Like making a children's board book was a bucket list item for me. So I got that one checked off. And then I'm not really sure what I'm going to do next. I, I have another um, heart story in mind. And I was actually talking about it with my wife the other day. It's a deeply personal one. So I feel like now that I'm a father, I, it might be a good time to tell that story. But, it, you know, it, again, it's like with all things, it, it takes time. And so it's still kind of brewing and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's just more books in the future. It's just a matter of the right moment. As with my very punny dad, it was the right moment. So I'm always open to working on projects and constantly uh, promoting myself as an artist. So <laughs> it never stops. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, for me right now, it's just, you know, enjoying, you know, the aftermath of, of putting out my very punny dad i mean it's available on amazon i me and justin and and my you know, our wives are you know actively promoting the book it's actually made its way onto a couple of the shelves of some local bookstores we're in the chicago metro area uh, so that's you know really cool to see i know it's something that justin had a chance to experience and you know now being able to see a book that i wrote on shelves it's it's almost kind of surreal um but yeah, we're just trying to spread awareness of my very punny dad, you know, trying to do so in some creative ways. I'm on social media, usually posting j dad jokes and, and, and puns. But yeah, in terms of, you know, future books, I don't have anything formally planned. I have ideas for spinoffs and sequels and all of that. But time is always an issue with, you know, personal and professional commitments. So we'll we'll see where things end up. But you know, the fact that a book is out there, you know, with mine and Justin's name on it, you know, what was the original goal and, you know, mission accomplished. 
That's kind of one of the things that people forget, like when they make something, or at least in in my field, like whether it's, you know, comic books or children's books, especially creatives, it's like they put out the thing that was in their head for the longest time. And like now it's out and it's like physically done. And then there's that need to move on to the next thing. But you have to constantly remind yourself, like, just because it's finished doesn't mean that book's journey is over. You have to do what Ryan says. You have to go out there, promote it, find new ways and clever ways to talk about it, like jumping on this podcast. So once the book is done, that doesn't necessarily mean you move on to the next thing. You kind of have to nurture it a little bit, just kind of like it's a kid. And you have to grow it and, and, and grow the audience for it, too. So that is always a process that I always forget because I'm always one of those people that's like, okay, I finished it. What do I do next? And my wife constantly has to remind me like, well, now you got to sell the thing. And I'm like, oh, right. (laughs) So we're just kind of living off of the achievement of completing it. And so now, you know, throughout the rest of the year and beyond, we're going to promote it and talk about it and hopefully get it in more people's hands. Now, we always finish our interviews with what I like to call our fatherhood five, where I ask you five more questions to delve deeper into you as a dad. So first and foremost, in one word, what is fatherhood? We'll start with Ryan. Love. And Justin? I took my answer. (laughs) Um, I will say a legacy. Now, Ryan, you might have an answer to this. I don't know, Justin, if you'll have an answer to this one yet. But if I come back to you in a few years, you might. Okay. So, Ryan, when was a time that you felt like you finally succeeded at being a father to a daughter? So for me, I would probably say when our oldest daughter had been learning how to walk and I couldn't tell you the exact moment but when she had started to ask me to hold her hand as she walked because you always think of the image of daddy holding daughter's hand as they walk side by side together you know kind of that that picture that view from from behind as they you know they're walking and staring at each other yeah I just thought that was the sweetest thing when that started to happen and like I said, Justin, I don't know if you have a story there yet, but you will. Yeah, um, I was going to say, like, similar to that. I mean, you know, when she was born right out the gate and, you know, the nurses cleaned her up and everything, I stuck my index finger out and she, she grabbed it. And, like, that was such a whoa moment for me. And But if the uh, – I would say the other thing <laughs> was, you know, she's so young, so there's not that many moments, but – I think when she slept through the night for the first time, I was like, why did it? (laughs) That was amazing. She slept almost 11 hours. So, yeah, those are probably my only two moments really right now. Just getting her to bed and making sure she stays asleep. A lot of times they go from 11 hours one night and then the next night it's like two. Oh, yeah. She's she's definitely hitting that, um, that, that phase where she'll wake up at three in the morning and I'm like, what? Why? Just when your body gets gets used to having some sleep again. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to it. I don't know when that's going to happen, but I'm looking forward now, to it. Now, how either... Okay, so Ryan, you can probably answer this to how your kids may say this, but then Justin, I want you to think about how you want your daughter to answer this question. So... How would your kids describe you as a dad? Ryan? I would hope it would be funny, um, but I will take fun as an acceptable answer. Um, and, and, there, and, and there is a difference. I make sure to 
play with them as much as I can, to be around as much as I can. You know, I, I think there's actually a lot of studies out there that show that, you know, parents who, you know, continue to be, you know, young at heart and have that, you know, youthful mentality with their kids, you know, it can actually provide a lot of benefits for both the parent and the child. So I, I would hope that they would describe me as, as fun, which, you know, maybe if you were to ask some of my co-workers in a more professional setting, they, they might have a hard time believing that. But I will say <laughs> that I'm a completely different person in our home than I am like in an office or maybe in more of a, a public setting. Interesting. I wouldn't mind funny as well, but I think if she said I was creative, that would probably melt my heart because I feel like a lot of my a lot of the projects, you know, especially this one, I'm doing them with the mindset of like, oh man, when she reads this, it, like it's going to blow her mind when she realizes that I made it. So if she can call me creative in a very proud way, I think I would have won parenting. <laughs> and who inspires you to be a better dad? Well, for me, so I mean, certainly, you know, my dad, I, I like to think that I picked up on a lot of character traits and, and just opinions and behaviors, work ethic. You know, I, I think a lot of us are shaped by, own, by our own experiences growing up. You know, I, I have a lot of friends who I, I consider to be model fathers as well, you know, especially as a parent of young kids. I mean, you actively try to surround yourself with other people who embody the same ideals and values as you do um you know and my wife and i you know especially at a point it's, it's a very interesting time for us because we're being exposed to more of that through you know parent activities through our kids school so we're you know meeting a lot of new people making new friends and we find ourselves we tend to gravitate more towards the people who um you know upon first impression are you know admirable parents you know they hold the same values as us and you know we just see how they behave and act around their kids and yeah so i i think there's there are so many sources it can even be as simple as an online community where you know someone says something or shares an experience that you're like yeah you know i i can definitely relate to this so you know you you interact with those people as well i i think that's you know also a, a great opportunity to get to know people that you can admire in terms of the parenting aspect. What about you, Justin? I'd say my wife. She uh, inspires me to be a better father just because it was such a journey to get to where we are now. And uh, we've truly grown together as a couple. And, and now we're introducing this new person into our you know family unit. And you know some days are really hard and and some days are extremely joyful, but like on the hard days when I can see how tired she is or she's feeling a little frustrated or something, um, I feel like it's, you know, my job to, to step up and, and really do right by her because, you know, she's so deserving of the rest that she needs. And yeah, I would say, I would say my wife for sure. And, you know, to, to kind of echo what, what Ryan said, like, you can pull influence and inspiration from lots of people that you've met along your life journey. But yeah, I think my wife is the biggest one. And finally, what advice would you give to other dads? I would just say, you know, cherish every moment. And, and this kind of goes back to the reading too. I mean, really pay attention to your kids. Um, 
because when we're reading, it's funny because it's, it's gotten to the point where we have so many books on their shelves where we've read them so many times. My wife and I have basically memorized the text. And, and something that I've kind of gotten into the habit of doing is I'll flip the pages to a book and I'll read the text. But I don't have to be looking at the book because I know what the words are already. Instead, I'll be looking at our daughters to catch the facial expressions and the reactions. And I, and I think this is what can make reading such a really a magical thing. I know it sounds cliched, but you know, to, to watch how they're reacting and to listen to the questions that they're asking, which I think is such a cool thing. You know, they'll ask, you know, why did this character do this or say this? Or, you know, even something as fundamental as what does this word mean? It shows that they're paying attention to you and it shows that they're engaged. And anytime you have an opportunity to engage with them because you know they're paying attention, you have to take advantage of it because it, it shows that you're reciprocating that feeling as well. So if they ask me a question, and, and the other thing too is don't never be afraid to admit that you're wrong, but always follow up in getting them the answer because you want them to know that further kind of enforces the idea that you're always there for them if they do have a question. So again, it's something through the reading, but really it's not just a matter of interaction. It's really that deep interaction that I think is what can make something as simple as reading much more special than something you just see on the surface. About you, Justin? I would say communication is a big one with your partner. Don't just assume like, you know, they got a handle on things or that they don't need help or, or they do need help. Like it's always good to just be present with them, especially with, you know, I'm coming from the experience of having a newborn. So it's like, that was really key for those first couple weeks of having her. It was like, okay, what do you need? What do you need me to do? Do you want me to take her? Do you need something? So com I'd say communication is huge. And then when you practice that, put it into practice, that just strengthens your bond together as parents. And then that helps you strengthen the bond with your kid because you, you know, you're learning how to communicate with this new person in your life as well. So yeah, communication is key. Well, Ryan, Justin, I just want to say thank you for everything that you've shared today. We will put a link in our notes today for the book, My Very Punny Dad. And I just want to say thank you again for sharing your stories, for sharing your journeys as fathers, but also sharing this story with the world, because it's definitely going to be a fun one for all fathers to read to their kids. And I will definitely be sharing this out. And I wish you all the best. Awesome. Thank you yeah. so much, Chris. Thank you for having us. This was a really great chat. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. This was a lot of fun. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step -step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week. 
all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best dad you can be. Be the best dad you can be.